good day good morning god bless you all you are all welcome to today's edition of marriage diet this is the voice of festus flourish and of course this is marriage diet and this is coming to you this fateful day february 23rd 2021 you are most welcome all right it's good to know that we're still on our regular series um that has been for a while now that's the question and the answer series we've been taking it for a couple of days now and it to god be the glory is getting hotter and hotter thank god for the revelation thank god for the rema thank god for the insight and thank god much more for those who have been bringing in the questions all right the questions have been coming in and um, we really want to appreciate those who have been sending in their question now yesterday we actually um started a, a, a question right we started part one of a question trying to answer a question and of course i i couldn't complete it and i did promise that i was going to continue today and that's exactly where we are so we're just going to continue from today now if you're receiving this order for the first time you might not be able to understand i i can't go back to what i said yesterday a lot had been said all right i'm only just going to be talking about the solution the way forward so if you want to be able to have a balance um side of all of this you might have to refer to yesterday or get back to yesterday's audio so that you can combine it with today glory be to god wow god bless you all right yesterday someone asked a question and um, if you recall yesterday i was trying to talk about the steps this woman can eventually take to move forward and um, that's basically what i'm going to be talking about now let, now let me just read a portion from ephesians chapter number four verse 32 it says and be ye kind one to another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as god for christ's sake has forgiven you wow wow we're talking about being kind one to another and forgiving each other yeah those of you that listened to the story the question yesterday this woman said she forgave him already and um, apparently this man repeated the same issue again practically rubbing this thing on her face should we ask this woman to pull the trigger at this juncture that looks almost like it but you know what the bible says it says we should forgive this is where christianity really becomes very difficult yeah this is where you separate the sheep from the goat because sometimes when you say the truth or you have to do what would reflect the nature of the father it can really really be difficult for you to stand there but hey for those who i, I often use the word who did not eat god well like a big frog yeah just metaphoric you know at matters like this they will flare up they want to like hey have my life to live and blah, 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 blah. okay no problem but those that ate god well like very big frog again uh, uh, um, metaphorically they will understand that there's a need to really reflect the nature of the father he wants us to forgive at all times now you might argue even to this woman who asked this question it might be like how long will i keep forgiving it's not going down too well with me anymore i'm losing my mind 
you you asking to forgive someone who doesn't even realize that he's done something wrong who is not showing remorse now friends do you know this is exactly how we behave to god Okay, some of you will say, ah, no, I'm very perfect. Oh, you're very perfect now. But what about before you, you, you came in contact with Christ? Do you know that was exactly how you behaved? We did not deserve any of Christ's love or his mercy. But because of who he is, even while we were here sinners, Christ already died for us. Even while we were sinners, Christ already loved us and gave himself for us. And so Christ will expect us to do the same thing. And somebody will say, why do I have to go that far? Why do I have to do No, I'm not Christ. Now, but let me break it down for us. If you understand what destiny is all about, you will know that whatever is going on here with us on earth, everything has been determined by God. God knows everything. Even the marriage, your marriage that is not working, God knows. God knew your marriage will be the way it is. This man now that is misbehaving, God knew before you ever got married, why you were still a baby, before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you were going to marry this man. God knew this man was going to behave to you this way. God allowed it because, friend, listen now, everyone born of the Spirit, everyone that had come into the kingdom reality of God, they've got to be a cross. We all carry crosses for God in different ways, in different shapes and sizes. On a daily basis, we are carrying crosses. Maybe, maybe this is a kind of cross, not a cross that you will carry till you die, but a cross that will make you to reflect the nature of the Father. Do you know like those students who, well, my students will understand this better because I normally break these things down during the faculty training to make us understand that, look, angels, there are a lot of things that angels don't understand about God. They have to look at us to be able to understand these things about God because the marriage between Christ and the church is the Godhead in the form of in the future. So in other words, the angels have not seen a certain glory of God yet. And that glory is hidden in us and in Christ. Now, we are the lower version of Christ on earth anyway than Christ in heaven. Now, we are joined heads with him, seated with him. So, in Christ, we are full, we are complete. All right, now, but there is something about us. That was why David said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? You know, what is man that thou doest visited him? Have you not made him a little lower than the angel? So we are at a certain stage where we look like the inconsequential, the foolishness of this world. But there's the glory of the Father that is hidden in us, that angels we have to look into to understand God. And God is certainly not mistaken. He know, He knew you even before you were born. He knew your tenacity. He knew your capacity to reflect a certain glory. Now, sometimes even in the pain, in that hurt, in that cheating, in that, oh, he has done this to me. He has offended me. You know what God is looking for? And just like angels are also waiting for, to see the birth of the nature of God. You know, every one of us, we are giving back, we are giving birth to Christ in us. Heaven wants to see that nature of God in us. Angels can understand. So when angels look at us and they see in us, they know that we are, I mean, in this kind of situation, that this woman is qualified to pull the trigger. That is how it should be. 
Angel walk by command. Go and pull the trigger, they pull. Go and kill, they kill. Go and destroy Jerusalem, they destroy. Now, they've not seen this about man. Man has that same capacity to destroy. But there's something about man that when his will is given to God and God being in charge of his will, he can turn the heart of that man to himself to make him do what literally he will not do in the nature of the man. And so when God and the spirit of God in man makes him to behave that way, angels will rise in amazement. Angels will rise in, in, in wonderment. Let me use the word. Angels like, wow, we've not seen this before. We, 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 this is also the nature of God. That when God should have pulled the trigger, sometimes his mercy will always prevail over judgment. We are seeing the same nature. And so they will glorify the Father through you. So these angels, we have to look at us to understand the nature of the Father. As it is in heaven, so it is on earth. These people haven't even seen God. And yet they believe so much in God that in spite of the offenses, and they can't pull the trigger, but they just want to give that benefit of the doubt. They want to forgive and reflect the nature of the Father. Oh, glory be to God. Do you know what you have just done? You have just won for yourself a crown in heaven. You have just won for yourself another building block over your building in heaven. This is what is called Christianity. This is what makes what, uh, what, what, what sums up godliness. It's not to go to church, to clap your hands, you pay fat offerings, you give tithe. No, 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 that's not it. All of those things are vanity. What do you do with mercy when you have justice for judgment? Oh, what do you do with mercy? Well, you have justice for judgment. In the eye of judgment, you are faced with judgment. And this is justice. You should be fair enough to pull the trigger because that is justice. And then, on the other hand, there is mercy. What do you do with it? That is what reflects the nature of the Father. So in this case, hey, friends, my dear sister, proof to the world, proof to the enemies, proof to everyone, that you literally ate God as a very big frog, metaphorically. Prove to everybody that you have the nature of God. Do you know why? You break up, you separate. You have destroyed a family. That's what the devil wants. And by the way, don't forget what you are complaining about now, what your husband is going through, is like almost like a general norm for a lot of men these days. I, I don't know how we explain this. It's like, this is just a general issue. Most men go through this almost every time. That you have not heard from other women doesn't mean that most of their husbands are not going through this. It's a general, it's, it's a general problem challenge with men. The issue of infidelity. The issue of sexual relationship. Men are hunters. Because of the testosterone in them, that God has put in them, they are to reach out for sex. But the power of the Holy Spirit has always taught us what we call the power of control. That even when you can pull this trigger, control yourself. But not many men, listening, not many men are genuinely born again. Or if they claim they are born again, not many of them have the Spirit of God. And so you see, my sister, even in the church circles today, you have pastors. How many pastors can you even vouch for today who can maintain their, their, their sexual sanity? Let me put it that way. How many? Is it because you, you are not 
behind the scene to see what is going on in most of these churches and with pastors. I'm even talking about those that stand in the altar to minister. How much more these men who were frivolous all their youthful time, they got married, nobody taught them about the consequences of sexual immorality. As far as they're concerned, it's just a man thing. It, it was that thing that defined their masculinity and what made them men. And so even in marriage, there's also that tendency of continuing on it. Why? Because they've not been able to learn the principle of self-control. And this only comes through dependence and complete submission to the Holy Spirit. A man that is submissive to the Holy Spirit is a man that will understand the place of self-control. But how many men do have this? So my sister, it's a general problem. It is a general problem. Up until recently, people are not talking about it. Even the church circles, they won't talk about it. But hey, do you know what? When the Lord brought in Eve and brought in the woman, he brought her in as the helpmate. To do what? To help the man cover up his weaknesses. To do what the man cannot do. Not what the man can do, but what the man cannot do. What if, now I'm going to ask us, what if with all that had happened to our men, with the societal value and what the society has placed over sexuality, making it look very common and usual, what if that's what God has raised you up as a woman to help your husband to deal with? Because as we are talking, as we are looking at this matter, we are looking at a soul going to hell. And you know, God is not interested in the death of a sinner. Your husband is sexually frivolous. He's into adultery. That is a candidate for hell. Now, do we abandon that candidate to go to hell? What should matter most to us, my dear sister? Is it for your husband to go to hell? Or we look at it from the angle to say, Lord, if this is a cross you have given me, give me the grace to help this man. Yes, I can. And maybe we will need more of such women who will rise up and refuse to condemn or come out from that angle of condemnation and see it as this is truly a weakness. Lord, what should I do to help this man? Because you have a lot of men that are doing it. And it, it looks like it's so acceptable People are saying no. Because this is one of the major issues that will make women pull the trigger, go for divorce, and all that. But friends were saying there is something going on here. Our men are being deceived. Deceived to believe that the sex out there is better. Now, when they have money, they are almost again deceived that with money, they can buy anything. And they think they can buy love. But they don't actually know they are digging up graves for themselves. Have you not noticed, we have more women living to older age before they die. Men easily die. These are the things that kill them. Because when they expose themselves to all of this, they will sleep with one or banji. They will sleep with one marine spirit. They will sleep all in the name of sex. Their destiny will be clogged up and locked up. And then these demons will come and take a pound of flesh on them. Before I know what's going on, they will have prostate cancer. They will have one issue or the other. They will die miserably. They often die early. We're saying, let us for once think differently. We have been so consumed with, oh, my husband is cheating on me. My husband is cheating on me. At the expense of what we can do as wives to help our husbands. And that's why quickly, I'll be looking at what we can do. Number one, activate your helping ministry. You are there to help. Yes, he has messed up. He has offended you. I mean, how can forgiveness be tested without offense? You can help him. 
and then someone will say what if he doesn't want to help the next option is go on your knees this is a battle that you can win on your knees oh i'm tired of praying hey, i've done the, oh maybe you have not prayed enough or you have not prayed in the right way there's what we call timed intersection where you time your intercession at a particular time of the day making your request known unto god over one matter over and over again without changing it in other words at a certain time of the day you've made up your mind you've told god okay this lord this is the time i'm always always i'm going to come to you to talk to you about my husband and whenever i come i'm going to talk to him about this issue of infidelity of unfaithfulness to me every day if it's 1 p.m., if it's 12 a.m. at night, if it's 6 p.m. in the evening, every day, we'll call it timed intercession. It's like the principle of that woman and the judge in the Bible when the woman consistently kept on coming. Sometimes you might have to be consistent, hitting the door. I, I don't know if you understand the principle of uh, the, 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 there's a bird they call the woodpecker. That bird will keep hitting the wood on one spot over and over again. Give it a few months, it's going to bore hole and create you know, it has for itself. So that is also a spiritual tool that can be employed where you hit on a kind of intercession over and over again in a timed way and make your supplication known to God. You know what? When we may cry out unto God over what their husbands have done against them, especially when it comes to infidelity, God often hears them. You remember the story in the Malachi? When the Bible was talking about, you know, um, this is what you do when you cry before the altar, and now I, I, I won't listen to you because you have uh, um, violated the uh, oath you made between you and the wife of your youth. Now, I'm using different translation. I mean, that, that's it. God hears the wife when he, she cries out. For whatsoever God has joined together, let no man put asunder. It means that God is the one that has kept this institution together, that has said nobody must leave. And so God is also the chief judge. Women should learn how to consult the courtroom of heaven. We have been doing it wrongly. We go to mountains, pastor, pray for It's not pastor that will pray for you. You are the one that will pray for yourself. Use your mouth. Tell God what you want. Now, in praying that kind of prayer, you need to pray to God to expose your husband to the evil dimension of what he's doing. Oh, somebody will need to understand. I, I just appeal to us because there might not be enough time for me to do this. I hope you, you need to come to our faculty. There are so many little, little things you will learn that will just make all of this different. Knowledge indeed is power. And that's what we share at Marriage uh, Care and of course the, all the faculties that we have. Now, look at it. When God made creations or when God uh, was doing his creation, they one and then God will say and the morning and the evening and the morning were the first day and God saw that it was good day two God saw that it was good every time God said it was good there was also the evil dimension and the moon the stars were good e.g. for instance but later on in Psalm 121 the Bible said the sun and the moon shall not smit thee by day nor the moon and the stars by night the same things that God said on the fourth day, they were good. What happened? Because the day he said these things were good, there was the evil dimension he did not emphasize. That sex that looks very sweet, that because he has money, oh, life is sweet. If God exposes that man to the evil dimension, he will be the one that will run into the house. We're just doing this as if we, do, we don't understand what we call believer's authority. Because in the church, we are taught to, you know, keep, keep believing that the devil is the problem, not even understanding our authority. 
And so when we need to pray, we are going to contract pastors, you know, prayer contractors. No, learn and know if you consistently time your prayer and tell God what exactly you want, expose my husband to the evil dimension of what he's doing. Oh, God, God will. And this man will be the one that will run back to you. He will see evil in that thing that he's doing. He will. This same scripture said, don't commit adultery. God is a wise God. He knows when he gives instruction, there is a reason for our own good. And the God's mercy just keep protecting. God's mercy. The man keeps making more money and he keeps carrying more women. And everything just going smoothly. The woman is busy crying. He is cheating on me. He is this. Oh, the day you genuinely cry out and say, Lord, when I was entering to marriage with this man, I didn't enter into marriage with another woman. Your word says what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Okay, okay, therefore, whatever my husband is doing with these women, that he has refused to listen to me, I know that you are the only one that can speak to a man and a man will listen. Oh Lord, expose him to the evil dimension. Let the evil dimension teach him. Sometimes, friends, eh, the best way people learn is to learn in a hard way. Oh... I, I wish I would have enough time to explain this. But my friend, the point I'm trying to make here is you've got to do things differently. And you've got to be very strategic about it. Let me just say this, I will round up. I, I'm still going to do a part three of this because I, I, I there are things <laughs> I still need to see to connect back or to add up with this. But let me just say this. And I'm going to round up. And I promise I will do part three. In all of this, I want you to know that the angels of God are watching you. Heaven is watching you to see your reaction. And I've seen cases like this where their wives, the women, as it were, won back their husband. No wonder the Bible talked about submission. There is so much you can do. If you will understand as a woman that you were actually created as an upgrade on the man. If only you also understand that it was not a fluke that you were the last element that God created. He, the first creation God made was with light. The woman was the last element that was created. And the last thing after he created the woman, he rested. Oh, you see, I can't go into that. But at the faculty, we throw more light in this. I want you to know that you are a powerful being. Whatever you say consistently, using the right spirit, I mean your heart, you will get it. I'm going to elaborate a little bit more about this tomorrow. Just join me. Come along with me tomorrow as I will do the concluding episode on this particular question and answer. Our time is gone. Let's just hold it here today. God bless you. If you are reaching us for the first time or connecting or having access to this audio for the first time, you can connect with us. Our WhatsApp number is plus 234-810-71-261-48 and we will get back to you. God bless you. Let's do this again tomorrow, God willing. Until then, don't forget, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. God bless you. Shalom. Do have a great day. Bye.